0: You can stay in your delusion Okay, there's a little controversy as to whether we're actually uh broadcasting here or not. I'm um I see uh, it's going out the uh my interface, the babyface pro. Uh, first of all, greetings in the na- It could be the computer you might want to reboot. Uh greetings in the name of the most high. yeah, have you ever had interruptions where you something Is amazing that's about to happen, but it gets interrupted. I have that with writing a lot. I just get so distracted. And, uh, you know, but then I have spurts where I really do push on hard. You know what I mean? And what I realized, finally, after all these years, is that, you know, writing a novel is a long-term, long-paced, usually. Girl Next was the exception because it was based on a movie. And it was a recreation of that movie in novel form. And then, you know, adding some material to deepen it. Now I realize the people that read the book, they want a lot more. So I guess we're going to have to do, you know, they like the book. Okay, they like the book. Um, they just want more. And I'm like, well, we have the chron- the Chronicles of Lorian West that begins when she leaves the house in, tex- in Texas. Excuse me, and they just drank a lot of apple juice. I have... Uh, all these app I mean, thousands of apples that, uh, are harvested here. Many drop on the ground and the birds eat them and stuff like that. But now they're coming into like, it's strange, you know, there, there's a time for picking and it may not be when a lot of apples are falling, you know, it's, they, they get better and riper. So now in the beginning, I had to add a little stevia to it. Now they're so sweet. It's unbelievable. And so I just, uh, juiced up, uh, you know, probably about a half a gallon or three quarters of, uh, you know, and then we filter it and uh, we we put it through a strainer, you know what I mean? And then uh, chill it. It's just unbelievable. It's so good. And I know for my blood sugar, I just I should not have two big glasses, but I I, I, I just can't help myself. Um, and then we have a lot of peaches that arrive. The peaches this year, because of the heat, grew small, but they're, they're twice as sweet as they were when they were big. When we had like, well, you look at it again, oh well, that's a bumper crop. Well, these little ones are just, they're small, but they're, they're, they have a taste that is out of this world. And I'm trying to, you know, make sure that people get them and, you know, cause I have to give a lot away because there's no way we can eat all the, the, you know, the crop of, you know, then there's pears coming. And but they, I was told you couldn't grow anything like that in New Mexico, you know. But now they, these uh, trees did not bear fruit last year, but they did this year, and man, did they! I mean, it's it's. There may be smaller peaches, but they're they're like five times more of them, you know. Same thing with the birds ate the plums, so that's the end of that. And then the uh, the the uh, Andrew pears are looking like a textbook, like something out of a, you know, out of, a, you know, an agricultural um, kind of environment. And this is not that. So, you know, we're, we're, we're doing something in the desert. You're not supposed to do. I always thought in it to God. He's, he's, he's growing fruit in the desert where everyone is told it's the ground is rocky. It's no good. It's the arid climate. You can't do it. And um, yes, you can. So that's why we prayed yesterday. I just figured we need a, a wrap-up because, see, as we're going into September, you know, that's the, the date that uh, I guess it was Alex Jones that talked to people in the TSA and the feds and, and, and whatnot, and they, um, i got, got to take a, I've got to, um, unfortunately, you know, somehow I'm getting notifications and I, you know, to turn it off, I, I didn't do it. So I hate this thing. I hate this computer hate it you know it's 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 just not big enough either to do um i was doing a track the other day on uh scratching out a track on GarageBand. just cause i didn't even have a keyboard so i was just trying to like you know work with some loops and different things and get a sound it sounded great you know really good and then what i do is i bounce all the tracks out singly into pro tools and then I start working on it. It's not quite as good as you know tracking live, but I mean, it's you, things have gotten so good lately. You know, samples live. It doesn't even matter anymore. And you know that's been a disturbing thing for musicians. Um, I like it because I do dialogue editing. You know, I do tra- I edit trailers. I you know mix trailers, and I try to get maximum impact. So if you have a trailer. You know, and you're you're at a film market, and it's on your laptop. You had better beat the other laptops in sound, and I can I can get 10 more dB than they can, right? Because I got the analog equipment. So basically, I just crank those trailers up so that they get people's attention. And we have you know some great the two trailers for Quantum Devil and uh, Girl Next are are both uh, fantastic. You know, they're just just so well edited and. The music is amazing. My new song that I love the most from Colin McGuinness, and I should, I'd play it, but I've, I lost my phone yesterday. I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's uh, from the heart on the, uh, the uh, dark side of society, a soundtrack. And these soundtracks, I, I keep promising because if I don't publish them, you know I'm, I was going to publish them. I made a deal with Colin that we would like split the profits. If there are any, I doubt there'd be any. Unless some some by some miracle, there, some publicist or some publicity showed up, you know what I mean. We're just poor. We're poor folk here, but we're not. But we're rich in stories, you know, and <laughs> talents. But we're not the beast, and that and that drives people nuts. You know, even independents out there, they they all want to be part of the beast. It's like their entire. Okay, that's it. All right, we've got to. You know, who turned the notifications on? Who, who? We don't want notifications. Um, it's uh, where is it, where is that coming from? Uh, um, Messenger or you know, mail, mail? No, that should take care of it. Okay. <laughs> It's like you update the computer, then all of a sudden, all these permissions are given that you didn't do. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I, I'm just not putting up with it. The whole point of this speaker—I hate speaker too. I can't stand it. It's terrible. You know. Plus, they cut me off. It—I I had 7,500 listeners at, at one point. Then they cut it off right there because p- people complained. And uh, the, the next thing I know, it's like years later. It's still 7,500. Which is impossible. It should have either gone down or up. One, way, it won't go either way. They just froze it, and they think that they think that's acceptable. They're disgusting. Speaker people are disgusting. I mean, to pull that, you know, the speaker behind the scene, you know, the, the owners, totally playing ball with New World Order. So, do you have masks in your neighborhood yet? Well, I have an appointment in, at at the hospital. For, you know, for uh, urology coming up in, uh, for the bladder, urodynamic testing coming up in September. What do you think the odds are they're good? Because this is such a wimpy town. Santa Fe is so completely mind, brainwashed, mind-controlled, and pathetic that you know they're going to require masks just to go in there, right? And they have really badass security guards too. Really bad, really. They got muscle over there. That's why I gotta finish my novel while it's still fresh. Just you know, covens of witches, death cults, you know, uh, you know, and God knows what else is going on behind closed doors. You know what I'm saying? It just it seems it's with the name Christ on it. It's like it's, it's it, again. It's just like any church. you, you welcome to the Christ Church, and then inside is a is a cadre of devils. You know, I mean, the story of, that's the story of our lives. From day one, I was telling Trish today that, you know, the one thing I know is that reality hasn't changed since, I, you know, I was. I, I knew what, what it was when I was a kid. I got brainwashed to think it wasn't that. I came out as a writer and then rediscovered what it was in the writing of society, kind of. Then I went back in denial for another 10 years. And then finally I accepted it, which is the same thing I saw in the first place, run by devils. Exactly the same reality. Be a member of the, uh, you know, of society or suffer the consequences of no income and, you know, ostracization and social pariah and, you know, gang stalking and gaslighting, a favorite, along with, uh, you know, pushing people to suicide and then saying, I didn't do anything. I had nothing to do with it. He's a sad person. It's it's Woody's fault. But see, the peace I have now is that I've finally been able to to accept it all. Except, you know, Maui kind of threw me for a loop because I saw so many Hawaiians, you know, basically murdering their own people, and I I was like, you know, not allowing food in and not allowing people to leave, and then they get they get blown up in their cars and on the street, and I'm just like, why would they do that? And how how could a a policeman who's a Hawaiian, live with himself. And the mayor, too, the mayor of La Haina. You know, so I saw, I'm saying, you know, Zef, that's the way it is. When you go to that side, everyone's like that. Remember, I told you, everyone, everywhere, all the time, globally. Way back in 2003, nobody believed me. Pedophilia runs the world. Nobody believed me. And I wasn't the first one to say it. You had a lot of people saying it before that. What do you think Bohemian Grove is? Hmm? Founded by, unfortunately, somebody in my uh, own, you know, clan, as it were. You know, the mystic. The, the, uh, the prophet, they called him. No, I have not, I, I don't have a direct line, you know, to him. I have a direct line to, uh, but, but all these, uh, you know, Keith's that I was related to resided in Berkeley, California. You know, and basically built San Francisco. And um, uh, William Keith, the artist, who's a, a, you know, whose stuff sells. I wouldn't say it's, uh, now there's another notice. I want it turned off. I want it turned off. I do want it turned off. And And I'm like, okay, so sound, what are we getting sounds from? Alert. Okay, so we want—we don't want these alerts. Alert volume. Oh, why? Well, well, we just don't want any volume there. Thank you very much. This is a this is a working computer, Mr. Apple, Mr. Tim Cook. This is a working computer, buddy. We're working it live. We don't need to be hearing your little sounds. I know you think that's cute. Anyway, so unless there's an intervention by God. There it goes again. I think that's my iPad across the the, the room. Isn't this awful? It, it, you know, that uh, they snuck this one in on me. And, um, you know, we, we just really have to <laughs> go back through there and understand, you know, why is this happening? You know, f- okay, no notifications on FaceTime. Thank you very much. We don't even use that. Um, GarageBand, I don't care. I really I kind of dig GarageBand. If you blend it, you know, if you if you use it the right way, you can get some phenomenal things going there. You know what I mean? It's it's good for a start if you're writing. Then though, but if you want to technically, you know, achieve, you got to move it into uh, into Pro Tools or something like that. And then you have to then and then you're adding all your layers and your vocals and your whatnot. You know what I mean? Live piano or whatever else you're gonna do. And that that and I also like beginning a song with reason. You get a different thing with reason. So WhatsApp, uh, we don't want that on. Okay, that's that's out. Okay, so back to uh, where we were. So where we were in the uh, twenty on twenty. To me, it, the the whole theme of twenty on twenty was God must intervene or we'll die. But. You know, you have the choice to die on your knees or die on your feet. That's what it comes down to. That's why I did a little video yesterday. The same thing, just encouraging people to have a good death and not not die a coward, not die on your knees, begging them because when they love it when you beg when you beg them for mercy, I'll do whatever you want. You know, and then they take great pleasure in in you know torturing you to death. Do you know what I mean? Um, not that being stoic is going to get you any favors, but you know, you might as well have your focus on Christ if it comes down to that. And the reason I say that is because when they have the next round of lockdowns, that's really a pretext for a roundup, roundup. It's not going to be locked down. It's going to be rounding up and how much easier it is when you're in your home and they see, Oh, there's so-and-so here's a radical. He hates tyranny he's living up there there there's the house let's go round them up because they're locked down so you may not want to be there you know what i mean you don't want to be there where they can they can take the you know take their data and go oh they're they're uh, right in there they voted for trump or whatever you know because really they're interested in roundup and extermination of any opposition and um you're seeing the face of true evil your parents didn't see this even in World War II or the Depression. The, the Depression was engineered, just like what's happening now, like Biden's engineering, you know, the climate, Maui, whatever. He won't even talk about it. I mean, he's, he's not engineering. He's not quarterbacking anything. Obama quarterbacks it. But then Valerie Jarrett tells him what to do, and then she takes her orders from, like, the WEF, and, and you know, it, it sort of works, and it goes back into these circles, these ancient guilds, and, you know, it's just, it's just a network of the beast, the beast, and then, you know, Govinda was explaining, the beast of the sea is really, you know, maritime law, but it's also the beast of the sea is also um, the other dimensions under the sea. There's a whole other thing going on with the sea that uh, that we learned from Bishop Kanko. And so there's all this competition, but really it can all be, no, uh, it can all be summed up, it can all be summed up as, as vengeance, Uh, against God by the fallen angels. You can have all kinds of... And it's all spiritual warfare. You know, there's no... Even the physical dying and attacking and burning up and blowing up and all the things they're doing to drive... Really, it's to degrade people first, make them poor first, see who will comply and who won't first, who will give their souls up first. Then the death comes. And the extermination. But the Lord says they will actually exterminate themselves. Okay? Babylon will fall, and this is Babylon. Make no mistake. And it looks like, you know, the people who wanted to call the United States Babylon, they were half right because the the, the the head of the snake seems to reside in Europe. So we have a spread-out Babylon, but it's the same system. The key to understanding Babylon is the, the term merchants of the earth, the merchant class. Now, in Hinduism, in the class system of, of the Vedas in India and, and Bhagavad Gita and all that, since someone brought up the Bhagavad Gita, I might as well um, weigh in, not to throw my weight around too much because it's been a long time since I studied the Gita. But the whole point of the Gita is to get people to conform to society. And, and, and it's, a, it's a spiritual document, sure. You know, Krishna is the god, you know, and, and he's the chariot driver. And then you have the, the, the young prince, Arjuna, who's questioning, well, why do we have to go to war and kill people? And then Krishna is explaining that society is like a body with, the, you know, the Brahmin class that they had, you know, the, 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 the working class, like the feet, the servant class or the feet and the, and the legs, you have the merchant class, though, in the caste system of India. And I find this very interesting. The merchant class, okay, the entrepreneurs would be also called in France during the revolution, the bourgeoisie, okay, the bourgeoisie. So that would be like the, 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 um, the, the, the wealthy people you see today, the celebrities, the, the upwardly mobile. And, uh, you know, you can tell when they're, when they're made men and women when they don't have to pay taxes, when they escape paying taxes, you know, and you know who they are. They all reside on Maui, all of them, you know, I don't know, a hundred, who knows how many, thousand of these people. And um, they're all connected in the hive mind, and they're all connected in, in, uh, you know, the the pedocracy, if you will. Uh, It all goes back to ancient societies, because remember in Rome and in Greek pastoral Literature back back in the days of Christ, in the very, very days of you know of antiquity, um having relationship with children was normal. It was something that wealthy householders would do. They'd have their household, they have their kids, they have their wives, whatever, but then they have their boy, you know, who they, they meet in, in the they meet in the they were called pastorals because they would they would meet in idyllic pastoral, you know, in nature. And, um, you know, this is a big thing with, with it's interesting, there's, a, there's this whole gay thing where you meet in, in nature, like in these preserves, or, or go on a hike. And it's very similar to the pastorals. It's, it, I, I'm not sure why it's, it's a cultural thing, but it is. It's something nobody talks about. <laughs> it's very interesting. But in that situation, it's a love affair, really. And the boy is a prepubescent boy. And, um, you know, the, the boy will learn through the, uh, you know, the master that really, they become kind of like a slave, but it's a, it's a romance. The pastorals, Greek pastorals, really romance. They were being, re- they were around during the days of the new Testament getting, you know, written Isn't that interesting. And it was considered, um, normal in the sense that, um, you know, accepted nor- normal of society, and the same thing in in, in African, uh, you know, say for for example, in, in Muslim uh, situations, you know, homosexuality being outlawed and and all that. Yet these man boy relationships are considered almost sacred, sacrosanct. And so there's there's a lot of these people who have kind of come up through Epstein Island. Uh, I hate to say this, but all these people own houses. They own houses in Maui. They have them here in New Mexico, too, on the east side of Santa Fe. And then they, they've, they go to Zorro Ranch, which you can only get there by helicopter. And the Zorro Ranch is, is another Epstein Island right here in the desert, right? just I, you, We can practically see it from here. It's up on a mesa, and you can't get to it. One time I, I snuck in there. I was driving around on the land. You know, driving around these little sort of dirt roads, but you couldn't get up there to that mesa. They were, you know, they have a helipad there, and I believe, I think you, there may be a road up there, but most people that are coming and going are getting there. And that's where Epstein did a lot of, of work, and a lot of people went through there, you know, Governor Richardson and lots of other people have, have made their way through this Zoral Ranch. Quite a mysterious thing. It was in the news, and then nobody talks about it. It's the most unbelievable thing because it's a, it's a big deal, and all these people, you know, I, I, okay, the entertainment class, okay. So they would also be merchants in a sense. They're they're selling their, their, their they've sold out to this beast, so they're required to go to Epstein Island or Zora Ranch or wherever in Beverly Hills, you know, whatever it is, and to the to the parties and to the uh, you know to the parties where. There are people uh, with cameras. There were people with cameras back 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago. Uh, Bryce Taylor wrote about Bob Hope uh, doing um, you know getting people down on film and using, using her to lure them in to uh, pedophilia so that it would be you know on camera. and um, so they could <laughs> no, 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 uh, you know, it's, uh, so they could be controlled. And, um, you know, politically, and this is way back, well, going back to the forties and fifties. So anybody that would be a mover and shaker in Los Angeles would have to go through this, this guild would have to go through this, uh, this gauntlet, this initiation would have to be trustworthy. So, it's, and, and I, when I said this, I was mocked, 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 mocked. Nobody in the patriot community or the truther community or any of the christian community or the prophetic community nobody wanted to hear the truth i mean nobody and you know they they're all saying they were saying this for 20 years and they had this and they'd had that um you know they talk about bohemian grove and and that was it it wasn't everybody else who was involved all the little people because the little people want to get up there too. They're de- desirous of money and fame and fortune. And so they're all obedient. The reason that you have so many going along with it today is because they believe they're going to get a payout. It's going to pay off, they're going to become famous. They don't realize that the famous people are just slaves. Julia Roberts <laughs> is, just a, is just a slave. Now her looks are gone, so it really doesn't, you know, nobody cares. But she did her bit, you know, as all the actors do. I need that uh, to stop now, please. It's louder than ever. He was so good yesterday during 20 on 20. Maybe he just doesn't approve of what I'm talking about. But the same people are the same ones with the masks, the same ones with the lockdowns, the same ones with the military, all these military. like, Don't be proud of the Navy or the Marines anymore. No, 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 no. Do not be proud of the U.S. military. It's gone. The military is gone. Don't even think about it. It's not coming back. It's just basically like the Roman military. You know what I mean? It's just like the Gestapo. It's like the Nazis, only it's worldwide now. This corruption, they go, well, how did, everybody keeps asking me, how did there get to be so many people? And the answer is, is because they have unlimited money and they paid them all off. That's why. And then once they got paid off and they agreed, then they got blackmailed, so they can never get out of it. Once you start serving, you know, uh, the criminal cabal, you can never, once in, never out. You know that, I did a song like that. Once in, never out. Once out, never in. If you're not in in that game, then you're never in. And, you know, boy, I wish I had, you know, five or ten bucks for every time they laughed at me when I would point this stuff out because they were all in. So here I am preaching to the choir. They know everything I'm saying because they're in. But you're talking about just average people, the average Joe, you know, six-pack Freddy, you know, cheering on the Dodgers, you know, the surfer Bill, you know, and, um, and all the girls become prostitutes. Like, it's okay, you know, I mean, you go in and part of the initiate, part of the, of, the, of the game is that, you know, they have to be available to, to those who fancy them, but then they can still have their husband and their kids and whatever. But when they're called into duty, sexual duty, they have to do it. And this is like everybody, every woman. So the women are naturally embarrassed and they don't want to talk about it. Because it's all of them. But you could just go into any store you want. Anyone a store, someone that's you know, anything that, that is that is established, you'll be able to find out the prostitution background. Or just just say, hey, look, um, you know, to to be on that stage, did you prostitute yourself? Did that prostitution go every day? Was it an understanding that it was just like the rules of the game, like if anyone called on you, you just had to be available, but then again you got to be famous and rich, so It really doesn't matter. And then there's all the people who who work for those people, and they want what they've got, and they're willing to do anything, including murder, even murdering them, to get what they have. So the haves versus the have-nots plays in very well. Desire being manipulated by these people, the devil, the dragon, the beast. And I I liken the beast to... um, Well, if you're talking about a seven-headed beast, then we're, we're talking about basically the world basically that's confirming to me that it's everyone everywhere all the time and how many people howled in and in, 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 in how many people that you've heard of on on that you think are patriots that you think are christians that you think are out there telling the truth how many of them were compromised how many do you think now looking back on it did they tell you the truth Think of how many really told you the whole truth, not just a part of the truth, not just the something that seems a little racy, but it's not quite over the line. I mean the truth. I know. Isn't that awful? And you guys kept searching for the truth because you knew you were getting on to it, but then you'd become disappointed. And it's because, you know, and when they send people after me, they start they start trying to like come up with like mocking tones and things, and they don't even make sense anymore. I used to get uh, attacked by the Christian churches. Well, of course, <laughs> that makes sense because I called them out, and their arguments were so lame. It was uh, they said, "Well, you can become part of the church, and then uh, you know, in a couple years, if you're obedient and you do the right thing, and you you know become a you know like a member." <laughs> Uh, then, uh, you know, you'll have the chance to be published, legitimately published. Of course, because I'd have to ask their permission to get a Zondervan publishing. So Lynn Marzulli had to get their permission to get a, a Zondervan publishing deal. Is there any other way? Just Just giving you an example. Because it was easier for the guys like that, you know, to talk about, uh, you, you know uh, the Nephilim and all this you know and the mark of the beast being genetic and uh, Noah being you know days of Noah and how many people have been changed genetically and God you know flooded the earth to, to get rid of the but he didn't get rid of them all <laughs> did he? so that couldn't be really what uh, the truth on that because he didn't get rid of them all so that's not the real story But, you know, they'll teach all that and they'll look like, wow, that's really cool. And they'll they'll baptize you and do everything. But did they really tell the truth? I mean, they sure did hold court. You know, they sure were gatekeepers keeping a lot of us out. Yeah, harming a lot of reputations. They did that. No matter what I say, it doesn't harm any of their reputation at all, because no no one in that group or these that support these people would, would ever listen to me, no matter what, because it threatens their little paradigm that they're okay and the rest of the world sucks. But they're not okay. None of us are okay, because in our families, in our in our groups, in our in everything we do, there they are. They're everywhere. And when you're, sometimes you're playing ball with a beast and you don't even know you're doing that. So repentance is, is a must. But, but isn't it nice to be aware of it so that you can check yourself, so you can, you can see? And of course, the more you can see, the more ostracized you get because they don't want to be seen. You know, your cousin, Lenny, doesn't want to be seen. And the look on their face has gone from self-satisfaction and now I'm seeing worry. I'm seeing them begin to worry that there's a crack in the mirror. Let me tell you what's going to happen to the mirror, okay? First of all, the mirror, uh, you know, God and all the warring angels and all of us who are on on top of what's really going on, we will smash the mirror to the point where it'll be worse than Humpty Dumpty. It'll never be put back together. Second of all, so if the mirror is smashed, what, 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 what would it be like? Well, we would all see God, and it would be a terrifying experience. And we, all, we would all see that the whole mirror episode was just a manipulation, and all deception, and a simulation, and it's all fake, and now it's gone. Everyone that participated in the murder of children, for example... Which is millions and maybe billions would be exposed because everybody that's a part of it is a murderer and a liar and a thief and if they don't perform either giving it giving giving it away, give it away now <laughs> if they don't you know it, it, it's funny you know it's it's like they thought that you know free sex was the way in to, to Satan to get the to get the power to be a rock star. And it it wasn't that at all. It was a sacrifice of um you know, I had, I hate to put it this way, but it was the, the killing of, of, of the seed of man. You know what I mean? It was like it was <laughs> I can I I could go on and on. I mean it's it, it's it's um it's all in the it's it's all uh you know, pretty much about to be uh, busted loose. Is there something under that uh, uh, the, the the this futon thing? I just rolled the ball Okay, okay. I thought it was some kind of of a, a, a monster. Kind of a monster. So you know all this, it, it, but it's but see what you really why you need to be joyous right now is because it's finally come to a reckoning look, we've needed this. They go, well, we need the great, we, we, we really need the great reset, you know. We need it. Well, see, we really needed the truth and we needed a reckoning because I can't, you know, when I look back on my, you know, 70 years of life, you imagine? I wasn't supposed to live past 18. 70 years of life and everything has been the same old bullshit Every day till now. And now finally, it's all in the open, even if no one will look at it. It's, it's not going away. So right now, today, they lose. At the cross, they lose. With the blood of Jesus, they lose. If they kill us, they lose. And how can that be? Because we're redeemed at the cross, because the blood made us acceptable to God. And the, the future is death now becomes birth. We are birthed. We don't die. We're birthed into the next thing. They are not. They're recycled, spin-cycled. You know, God will probably just let the devil keep going with with his, you know, the Bible says Satan rules the world. Okay? I have no reason to question that. I believe it 100%. Because I've seen it. Everywhere I go, every door I knocked on, every single thing was Satan. I never saw anything that was pure. Everything was corrupted. And that's the kind of force they put on any kind of pure, any pure thing, you know? And, and, um, I guess that's not corrupted when I'm by myself reading my Bible, then I'm not corrupted then because what can they do? But then again, there's all these distractions like, you know, canceling your insurance, uh, you know, move, trying to move you out of here, making you wear a mask when you leave all these external things that keep us away from the real thing we need to be doing, which is getting into the word, into the Lord and, and just, just. You know, and if you want to stop talking about the fact that uh, September 15th kicks off the, uh, the new round of COVID and masks and, and other diseases and lockdowns in October and all that that, that has been uh, bandied about, it's out in the open now. But I, I believe that we help ourselves by talking about it. After Maui, I can't let it go, man. Sorry. You, you can accuse me of fear porn all you like because it's scary as hell. But it's true. That means there's a chance if you do nothing, your life will be over. And then people say, well, it's not going to happen in Texas. Heck, the whole government of Texas is sold out. Not going to happen in Florida. The whole government of Florida is sold out. It may happen slower, but I mean, is there anywhere that the beast cannot rule? So one way to gauge it, that, 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 that this is correct, the timing that I'm saying is correct, and that gives us very little time to prepare—very, very little time. You start seeing the masks everywhere as a pre-programming gesture, and you see it all over the place. And I, I'm about to go, have to go to the hospital for aerodynamic testing. And guess what? I may not get it. I may not get any further treatment or drugs. That's maybe probably a good thing, but you know, I got uh, you know, I got pretty pretty messed up. You know, I mean, it's, it's uh, it depends what the poison is that they're going to release. I mean, if they release something that uh, that infects us, and you know, it's it's just it's a mass extermination. And Maui was you know, but not of the billionaire class, of course not. The billionaire class, you know, they all follow orders too, but they also you know, some of these are honchos and they're above Obama and above Biden, above all that. And they, they tell the police what to do. You know, I want that land says Oprah. And so they just, they won't sell. So they end end up getting it burned out. And then she comes in like the little angel and then scoops it up for pennies on the dollar. I mean, this is what they do. But if they've been to Epstein Island, if they've been involved in any of it, they've been a big star, like, you know, Oprah made all her money because she was a, a maid woman and all that because she was an influencer that they really they used and relied on, um, you know, uh, she is a slave, and you could ask her, and she could say, "Hey, look, I'm just following orders." This thing that's going on is bigger than me; it's bigger than the billionaires, and i was like, "Well, not really," because it's not bigger than the Rothschilds, it's not bigger than Klaus Schwab, it's not bigger than Harari; it's not big. These people are calling the shots, and it's going down. They say, we need a Reese, We need another climate change disaster. And the next thing you know, they start putting all their uh, technology into creating a climate disaster. And the dumb fucks out there just walk around with their heads up their asses or their thumbs up their asses saying, yeah, we, are, it's, it's, uh, it's, we got to lock down because of the climate. Because they're too stupid to figure anything out. Because they're bought and sold and bought and sold many times over. They're just used up. So they figure, well, why not just kill them because they're useless anyway? You know, seriously. I can make that argument to kill them all. You know, at the same time, call for peace. You know, so that's the predicament they've gotten themselves in. Uh, the dictators, these other people, don't factor in God. They just think they, because they've won for so long. They've gotten their way for so long. They've been spoiled brats for so long that uh, they just figure they'll keep winning. But th- this time they lose. I know that that's a, quite a bold statement. You just burn that into your consciousness. They lose. They've lost already in a sense, but they lose this, in, this, in this thing they're launching now. They lose. And I, I believe that um, the reason they lose is because we're pointing out what they're about to do. And the awareness is growing duh, duh, right? Duh, we all know that. Well, we might know that, but we with the last, the COVID round, they won they won big. So we don't really know it, do we? Because if we did, you would take that Mario Cuomo, or not Mario Cuomo, what's his loser son, Andrew Cuomo, someone should have punched his face in, take the mas- masks and shut them up his ass. That guy killed a bunch of thousands of people. Nobody cares. You know, the governor here, same thing. Well, wherever there's a Democrat governor, they kill people. The Republicans are, are you know, also along for the... That I shouldn't say it that way because the Republicans and Democrats are all Democrats. There are no Republicans. A Republican would be somebody for the Constitution, all that. So in, in the public eye, you have a few, you know, like Rand Paul or, you know... Uh, even Trump to a certain degree, or even uh, Ron DeSantis, but they're, you know, DeSantis is weak. He can't do anything. Rand Paul is weak. Trump could do something, but he'd probably start a riot before anything else happens, which I, I wouldn't probably wouldn't mind. But, you know, a lot of you aren't going to want to have your houses burned down, right? Because that's what they want to do. And then the Chinese are saying, wait a second, I need that house intact, so after you get rid of the humans then we're going to come over and take over that land. That was my 2004 vision that the uh, the people here were replaced by the Chinese. 2004. And what was the reason? Same reason that God took the Israelites into captivity in Babylon. The same reason they got uh, under slavery under Nebuchadnezzar. The same reason. The same reason. Because they had left God. They loved themselves unto death. They built narcissistic, uh, you know, images and, 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 and altars to themselves. They worshiped strange gods. They, they rebelled against the Most High God, which basically the only reason God gives us any edicts or any, any kind of uh, guidance is to save us from pain and from failure in life. It's to help us. It's not to hurt anybody. Like a big, I'm the big rule maker. So now go ahead and rebel. And then every, what's all the stuff you want to do? Oh, I want to do everything that's against God, you know? And, uh, you know, I think there should be bestiality and this and that. And also there should be castration and there needs to be beheadings. And there should be, you know what I mean? It's like, I see. So everything like so so Satanism would be doing everything opposite of say the Ten Commandments or whatever, and then that makes them feel good, and that's kind of that's what they want to turn Maui into. Great. The Mauians sold out, you know unfortunately, and uh they're going to pay the price, and they're paying the price. You know today, I had all these travel agencies. Promoting Maui, saying, Hey, South Maui's open, you know, uh, get your tickets, get your plane tickets. We're open for business. Can you believe that? Popping up on my page, it's unbelievable. I just tried to correct, there are people chiming in saying, Yeah, I can't wait to go. Oh boy, that sounds good. I'm like, There's only one reason to go to Maui. And that's to help the people that have lost everything. That's the only reason to go there. It's like if you go to Pakistan, you're going to help those children it, it there is no other there's nothing to do in Pakistan except help the children and the other and the the untouchable people to to be able to survive to do jesus' work whatever what other endeavor is there so in Hawaii it would be you know. People that are doing investigation, a lot of people are doing investigation on the ground. You've got Antifa, are like the Nazi Gestapo. You know what I mean? They show up and they're gonna and they're gonna kill you and destroy your life if you do any reporting, if you tell the truth, because they're liars and they're you know they've been paid. You know they've all been paid. Soros paid a lot of those people to start riots. You know what I mean? So they're paid to do it, and they don't care about people. They just care about money. That's the only reason that they, they don't care about ideology either. They don't, they, you know, they, 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 they also have all their T-shirts are contradictions. No fascism. Yet they work for the fascists, which are the big capitalists, the billionaires. Antifa works for billionaires. We all know that. COVID was fake. We all know that. They're getting ready to launch uh, the big one now. And we all know that, Right. And the big one also includes climate crisis. In other words, burning down L.A., California, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, or wherever else they can think of where they can influence the climate to not rain. And then where it's flooding, flood the crops, make sure there are no crops. Stop all the food. Starve the people to death. Right now, there's hundreds of millions of people that are are, going to be dead in the next six months. So you can't tell me that there's a bright day coming. The day is already ruined. So might as well roll our sleeves up. Might as well get involved in ministry. Because there really isn't anything else to do. Now it's a big rescue operation of souls. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that's a true statement. No man comes to the Father except through me says Jesus, and that's a true statement, but it's not true because of Jesus. It's true because of the creator. The one that created all this set a standard, which is Jesus, and said, this is the way back. He denied the way back to the fallen angels that run this place, the military-industrial complex that runs this place. There's no way back for them. I mean an individual i suppose they could repent and try to escape <laughs> live another life i i don't know seems to me once you make your mind up, <laughs> once you make your choice that's kind of your choice right once your soul is gone does it come back can you have a turn have you you know i mean there's uh, sabina Wormbrand talked about uh the, the guards that killed her parents coming to Christ and then having Christmas dinner with them. I mean, that that's a rare, I'm, boy, that's, I guess it's possible for someone that's just taking orders for that police captain, for that, the captain over there, the police, and the mayor of Lahaina being a Hawaiian to say, you know, I've sold out my own people. I'm so sorry I did that. I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord, and and I'm so sorry, and I'll do whatever I can do to help at this point. And uh, a true brother in Christ, sister in Christ, would, would embrace that person with open arms, because that's not the same person. But it's tough right now. It seems that God has, you know, separated the sheep and the goats. You know, it's called it like, it's almost like we've divided the two sides. There was a time for evangelism. Hey. No. He's trying to manipulate, but he's not going to be successful. <laughs> Anyway, they're going to lose because not so much because of you and me. They're going to lose because God lives in their head rent-free 24-7. And when God lives in your head and you're against God, hmm, poverty, you make mistakes. And those mistakes will be very, very harmful to them. In fact, it will cause them to lose. So, right now, the battle is on. Um, I appreciate you know everybody this' all hands it's a, right now today it's all hands on deck. You're going to see me all the time because it's all hands on deck. It doesn't matter whether I say the same thing every day or not. you know it's just basically you know you're there listening wherever you are, and I'm here to to help you both bolster up your courage and uh it's it's time to get busy now. there's nothing else to do but really it's it's about saving souls at this point. You know, if, if there's going to be a, you know, <laughs> as somebody else said, if there's going to be a bloodbath, let's get it over with. But if there's going to be a bloodbath, then there's very little time to save souls. I, you know, they go, well, I don't want to live in a theocracy. You already, d- you are in a theocracy by the fact that you're, you were made by a creator that automatically puts you to the, what are you talking about? You idiot. And no, I'm not. your basically, you know, your bedside man or pastor So. Don't look! Don't look for that for me. But I mean, don't be a, an idiot. Seriously, we've had so much idiocy going on that it's it's really, you know, it's it's people they just refuse to look at it, and now it's it's metastasized. <coughs> no, I'm going to keep talking. Now it's going to it's metastasized into this unavoidable thing. So I guess when the lockdown happens, all the businesses stop and all the food's gone. That that'll get I think. As Bill Gates said, that will get your attention probably this next round. Can we back them off? Well, I have asked God to intervene. But I think I have a feeling that depends. How many people would appreciate that if God intervened? How many people out there would really appreciate God intervening now? Mm? How many people would really turn to God if God intervened? Yeah, see. So God's, you know, what I'm, I'm asking him to intervene on behalf of the children, to stop slaughtering the children. You know why they do like, like the Skippy thing I did, you know, so the, you see the voice of Podesta there torturing a kid probably in a cage or something, you know, in captivity, not his own child. And then you hear his voice later talking to the press. You identify the same. It's the same. You can take both voice samples and see it's the same one. That didn't get any traction whatsoever. Um, So you understand what you're up against. And then dragging him back out shows me they're getting ready to do, again, the same mistake they did before. Because Klaus Schwab, he's getting really old. He's demanding Soros is probably dead already. And, you know... They're not saying it. And I, I have a premonition. That comes from a premonition, not from any fact that I read. Uh, that's my you know, exercising my sixth sense, of, as, you, as it were. So, you know, so what, what do we have to do? Well, what's the whole point of your existence on Earth anyway? You know, what was the point of the last 70 years for me? Well, it was to figure out you know to, to kind of reverse engineer the evil that was happening to me because i couldn't figure out what I did wrong and then and eventually, to go free, I had to say to sign a confession that I was sick, I was wrong, and then they let me go, and then they kept a, a chain on me. all my friends were it was just like the chairman all my friends were like arranged everything was arranged to kind of move me slowly toward. You know, giving up the whatever walk. You know, whatever. You know, and, and especially not going toward God. You know, but but basically, all they really wanted me to do is just give up, and then, um, you know, be their subservient slave. That's that's basically it. And uh, the way you do that, uh, the way you become—I you know, mean, becoming one of them—is in, in some case, like in a case like mine, would be the end of. You know, basically, they would just end up. You know, people like. That are closer to God, you know what I mean? Because that's that's been the problem. <laughs> uh, they're the ones that get targeted for sacrifice. So they, so they, when they sell out, what happens is they get sacrificed. Yeah. You know, so that doesn't work out anyway. You, being a sycophantic slave is not really going to work for them. But you know, you but but begging for mercy and then showing no mercy, that is a sweet sweet gift. They love that. That's like caviar to them. You know that's because inside they have no soul, they're not human anymore. and what's happening is that it, it's that that demon they serve that that spirit they serve is now taken over and that's the spirit of of non-mercy. Satan shows no mercy. When they beg for mercy, you know it was like in The Patriot And Mel Gibson did this really well. He had the worst villain in Jason Isaac, what a great actor he is. Wow and he, he they, were, they were all in the church, and they are all praying and singing, and he, uh, he, he locked all the windows and doors of the church and then burned it to the ground with all them in it. And it was just an automatic thing he did. He had almost zero emotion about it. Okay, so that's like Maui, right? And that, was, that was in Mel Gibson's brilliant Patriot movie, a movie that is so brilliant that they can't quite keep it out from being popular because uh you know you know it pretty much spells it out in a sense but i mean it it does and it doesn't uh, let's put it that way it doesn't cross that line if it crossed that line you know that one line there's only one if it crossed that line well then it would it would be very disturbing to the world i mean very it would shatter things you know break mirrors break heads and the thing is, if we see heads being broken now, of course, the mirror is shattering, so it's, there's... Look, I told a guy in Studio City, I was sitting there at uh, Art's Deli, and I told him, you know, I, and I and I don't mean, you know, I just I'm going to, you know, I and, and, and believe me, it got laughter. I just, uh, I don't know how we got on this subject, but I, I, was producer Mike there? Uh, he might have been, and I said uh, there are like six of us, I think, and I said something like, um, "I'm going to break the mirror," and then this guy was like a would-be composer, you know, total, total clown, a clown world. A composer likes to compose without percussion, and what a horrible disappointment that was. But then he says. He goes, uh, pretty big fucking mirror, dude. <laughs> he, says, he, says, he says he's going to break the mirror. <laughs> he said, I've been to those rituals. Yeah. He said, I've, I've been to those rituals where, you know, they, they always have like some kind of uh, queen witch in there. So, uh, you know, everybody is sort of, you know, kowtowing to her and their sexual um, activities. I'll just put it that way as she harvests, you know, the, the, the seeds, the harvest all the sperm, you know what I mean, for their own magical use to keep the world as it is so lovely. And I said, dude, if you've been in that situation, you need to go out to the desert and get on your face and beg God for forgiveness because they're never going to let you go. It's, you see, you're blackmailed because you've seen little kids. Haven't you? Well, yeah. You were a little kid, weren't you? Well, yeah. So what do you think this is, dude? <laughs> you should be dead, Zev. Yeah. <sighs> How dare you talk to me that way? Well, why did you do it? know, well, then my parents made me do it. Okay, so you wear the mask. Oh, I sure do. You get the jab. I sure do. You agree with Dave Grohl that you shouldn't allow anyone in the concert, even your, even if your drummer dies from the jab, and you should keep on with that policy. And sure do. Well, then you're not going to be here. Then you have no soul. They'll basically turn you into a monster, and all you're going to do is, you know, hunt souls like, you know, people that are free spirits and, and try to, you know, organize the cavalry to gaslight them and drive them into suicide, right? Well, well, yeah, but it's not my fault. It's your fault. I say it's always my fault. Well, that's true. Can you imagine if I was a, if, if we could write that dialogue and have that acted out for that conversation? Can you, I would, I would actually come out of retirement and direct that myself. I've, I showed real promise as a director, but it was so late in life that I was doing it, you know what I mean? Not you know, I'm I'm I love a good camera guy, you know, I love a, a a good uh you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm with me, everything about directing is about drama. You know, basic drama, you know, Shakespearean type drama, you know, epic drama. You know, abuse of survivors, uh confrontation between parent and child, rebellion. You know that's I mean in the context you know of 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 a, of a story, and that's where I like to focus, and that's where most people don't like to focus because you see it triggers them, you know because a lot of them have not worked it out. But I mean if you know when the, when if, if you think it's funny to have um, you know to be in school like in school, they were pushing all this sexualization when I was in school in these private schools for 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 you know troubled children and all the kids were sexualized by the adults because they're pedophiles and even the kids will say well just go along with it just go along with it and keep your mouth shut and then if you don't cooperate then it's like well i better see your you know you better come back here with your father so we can have a little talk and so it's like oh i see because my parents are all into it and so uh these kids are all into it, and they're telling everyone to go along. Meanwhile, you're um, basically murdering these children. You know, my daughter, it's her birthday today, by the way. She would be alive if you didn't fuck with her. But she's dead because she was abused, which Oprah says it's just great. You know, you can stroke a guy, your little kid's penis, and you know, get him in, basically, she's talking about indoctrination, get him in the club, okay, and uh, he won't even know, she says, he won't even know anything's happened to him, and she said this publicly, and it's all over the internet, you can go look at the video, you know what I mean, same thing as the teacher, same thing everywhere, all out in the open now. Everything that they mocked me for, everything I paid the price for, everything they incarcerated me for, everything that they picked on me for, everything they tried to get me to commit suicide, everything they murdered me for, even hiring a hitman, an Italian no less, everything is uh, exposed. So that, of course, people believe my testimony because it's 100% true, because it's my testimony. Most of the stuff I talk about here is stuff I have witnessed. It's not theoretical. It's not having read it in, you know, Bryce Taylor's book. I tried to meet her. Her name is Sue Ford. I tried to meet her, but you know who blocked me? Gunderson and uh this guy I can't remember his name, this Japanese guy, Kenadachi. And uh who's another god, god knows where his loyalty is. And um, or if he's still alive, I don't know. And um, uh, and they were living with uh, Sue Ford. And I said, "Well, I really, I told, I told them, I really want to meet with her because I know, I read the book, I know all her references. USC Dental School, for example, USC, the Dodgers, you know, Masonic rituals." You know, and you know sacrifices you know stuff goes on every day there in l a children being groomed into couriers, doing sacrifices on behalf of another person to give them a boost, sacrificing the firstborn to get the most maximum power out of it, then you know not batting an eye on, oh yeah, my son committed suicide last uh, year <laughs> life goes on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I made a million dollars after that. Why, who, who knew? <laughs> yeah, pretty good trade-off. Yeah. Money's more important than people. And really, if you look at the money, when they say follow the money, it's all about money. The whole thing is money. All of it is the worship of money. All of it. 100% of everything we're talking about has to do with, it's not, not even power. It's money because money is power. You don't have to even be in receipt of money to have power. You can be a maid in Beverly Hills, and you can be you know rich with with a maid's salary by controlling, you know, the celebrity family that you're that you're in. And pretty soon you have the keys to the kingdom. And pretty soon you've turned them all over. Eventually you go retire in some kind of mansion in Mexico or something. <laughs> so you know I've seen it from that angle too, which is another angle because you know everyone's trying to get in on it. Everyone wants in on it. I remember when I was told, they said, "Well, but you had the perfect opportunity. And I said, no, I didn't have an opportunity because I, I, I was traumatized. I am trying to heal. No one let me. Yeah, but everybody else fit in. Yeah, let's see. On that street I was on, how many people actually fit into and agreed with the uh, abuse and playtime and sex with the adults and all that? How many? Oh, 100% except for me. And there's maybe one other guy that wound up uh, suicided with a shot to the back of the head. (laughs) Well, what do you know? But if you take that deal and you bow down to it, your soul's gone. You're done. I mean, that's a very harsh thing. They probably, God probably sends souls here that are already very, very gifted to handle this. Because most everybody would lose their souls and have no redemption whatsoever in an environment like this. You know what I mean? Can can you imagine being the only one in your family fighting it and having, I remember my mother used to complain to me, she goes, well you fought it all your life from day one. Yes, from day one, from day one. So it's not about, there was no opportunity then. There was no chance to be a rock star then there's no chance for anything then. So that was day one. So it was, why was that then? What, what, why was that mom? Uh, because you and your brother are pure hearts. I don't know why that, why, you know, why you, you cursed me with that. I said, what do you mean by that? Well, you see, yes is yes. No is no, up is up, down is down. It's, you just wouldn't see another way. Well, <laughs> she's wrong. That's not the reason the reason that you, you, you close off is because you, 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 you've been harmed and you don't want to be harmed again. So you close off any psychologist or psychiatrist worth their salt knows that, and that the thing they have to do, and even people going into ketamine therapy and LSD therapy and mushroom therapy and all that stuff, what do you, you know, and MDMA therapy, what do you think they're trying to do? They're trying to break down that barrier of having closed off so you can m- meld in, so you can blend in, so you can not, so you can lower your defenses. But no matter how many drugs they pump into you, they just don't lower, do they, Francesca? They just get stronger. So they finally put her on Zoloft, and off, she went off the cliff, off the bridge. Mm-hmm. See, your abuser is a fucking fool, doesn't understand that when you violate children like that, that's a forever thing. So they sacrifice lots of children to cover up their own crimes, because they can't afford to have any survivors or witnesses. Anyway, everything I've said here today is one,, you know, I wish I had a lie detector test, we could really. you know, it's all true. You know, the notion of it and the speculation of it is all true, too. The prophetic nature of what I've said is all true, too. In that it goes to spiritual warfare. And that's really a spiritual war that we're in. But most of America is a wussy. You know, they're all wussies. Listen, you want to die a good death if you can. I mean, I know how scared it is, but... You know when that adrenaline is pumping and they're coming after you, <laughs> they're gonna gut you down. I don't know. You know, should you take up a position and should you have a gun and at least fight back or just run and let them shoot you in the back? I'm not sure. But you know, I had visions back in two thousand four and five of, you know, rounding people up. we're gonna take you to a nice, you know, to a, a shelter and they and they drive, you know, down a country road and they uh they, they, they stop and say, It's time to get out and stretch your legs And then there's a guy there with a 50 cal. He just mows them all down. They don't even bother burying the bodies. They come in for another batch. The proud members of the U.S. Air Force, the U.S. Navy, the U.S. Army, Army Rangers, Delta Force, Marines. Joe Biden couldn't be more proud, he says. Getting rid of those those decent people, those people that those white supremacists, those those MAGA people, the world's a better place, Satan only. And if they would listen to me I could tell them they lose because as I've said to you a hundred times or, or more now, God will not sustain a world without himself. Heck, he won't even sustain this. So when they go into their plan, they're going to die from their own hand because God's in their head, red and free. You see, that's how he, he works through us. So don't look for a deus ex machina from the sky. You know, the God comes down and smashes them all. I mean, there could be some of that, but, you know, in, in, with weather, with, you know, but, but look for things backfiring. Look for things going awry look for them being desperate and making mistakes that's god man god's already on the on the case he's already delivering victories to us we just have to see it i have to warn today though i mean i have to talk about the 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 you know the the uh, first of all i have to be a witness against what they do to people how they get their souls i have to say that they lure you in and get you to consent okay but they lure you in and they, they get you into a blackmail situation and they get your consent and then you know, you're know you too scared to even talk about this shit. Because if you do, you could just be eliminated. You know? So that's what happened to the guy at the 7 That's what happened to the guy at the uh, Midas muffler shop. That's what happened to the guy at Amco. That's what happened to the uh, you know, Krispy Kreme uh, vendor. That's what happened to the delivery guy. That's what happened to what? I thought we were talking about the billionaires and all the and Satan and all that. people really, you know the. Oh no, these people sold out just as much as, uh, you know, as the other. You know, an interesting case right now is Britney Spears. She's fallen out of favor, and is, she's trying to get back into favor with these little TikTok dances she's doing and it's just the most pathetic thing you've ever seen in your life. I mean she is completely pathetic a human being. You would think it would occur to her to repent. I mean instead of trying to do all these illuminati symbols with her eyes and all this stuff she does. I I, I and and she looks, you know, she, her looks are gone. She looks like a meth addict now. And um it, it's it's it, you know, uh it, it's she's becoming a, a what we might call a hag. And she's going to be there, God's going to use her to show what happens to people. This could happen to Julia Roberts, this could happen to, I'm just, just mentioning people off the top of my head, it could happen to Oprah, it could happen to any of them. Because they're not really the top echelon, you know what I mean? The actors, the entertainers, they're just basically slaves. But They're they're paid because they of their value in influencing people their value like like remember you know ellen or whatever what was it what was ellen DeGeneres? same thing she was a great influencer so she got paid for that now and then she kind of fell out of favor and they fall out of favor it's really pretty ugly but just take a look at britney spears tell me if you think she's got uh, favor with the world right now well you know she had to fight to get her freedom from her conservatives and all that but uh you know that's not the reason she's becoming a hag. The reason she's becoming a hag is she's sold out all the way and then some. You know, uh, it could happen to Jay Z, who's like the king of the uh, of the entertainment complex right now. He's actually a billionaire. He's one of those billionaires. Yeah, don't forget Jay Z when you're talking about Bezos and the rest of them. They're all in the same club. But they don't call the shots. Snoop Dogg is up there. He doesn't call the shots. And then there's all these other ones who are just, you know, basically cocksuckers. And and I I mean that in a in a in a pejorative sense. I don't mean that, you know, literally. I I, I don't uh I think it'd be the other way around if you're a big bully. But but I don't mean it sexually. I just mean you know low, classless, he ain't got no class. He ain't got no class. Yeah. Anyway, that reckoning is underway. So look, let's look at it this way. They're planning on September 15th because they had to step up the the clock. So now September 15th and October's, you know, COVID lockdown plus climate change, climate lockdown all at once. And the kitchen sink, and you know things like malaria and mosquitoes, and all this you know man-made stuff, to, to do maximum harm because they're busy killing billions of people. And the Bible does—if this is that time of the end—the Bible does talk about a third of the, of the sea, a third of the human life gone a lot of people think there's going to be an intervention too i see you know there can't be some kind of really overt intervention until people agree you know it's very very difficult to to talk to people about jesus because they don't want they've been told that that's a theocracy and part of the uh that's what led us into the problems we're in today not, they're not even taking Jesus and, and the Spirit of Christ and the, the Spirit of God, which is Christ, into account, like, okay, I'm a witness. God saved my life a, a million times. Without God, I wouldn't be here now. So that's a very powerful testimony. And that's true of everybody I know. Everyone I know has that testimony. Without God, I wouldn't be here. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Without God, I wouldn't be here. Without God, (laughs) they would have just... So in, in Psalm 115, it says, you know, the Lord will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great that change of heart there from the great that change of heart means a change of from worshiping money and self which is to me classic satanism right and then a lot of times they deny there is a satan yet they do everything opposite of what the bible says so there obviously is <laughs> no no it it, it is it if there weren't so much suffering, I'd be laughing my ass off right now at how dumb these these billionaires are, and what babies they are, what how, what, how petulant, how petty, how stupid. Even with their billions, they're, 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 they want to they want to fuck with us. You know what I mean? They don't want to just go off and have a good time on Maui. They they've they, they got to mess with the whole world, and you know they they want to make it in their image, which is they think that getting rid of humans will prove that they're better than God and they can have their, their cyborg life and they'll be happy with that. And as we all know, Satan, them, they're not getting... It. The, the second heaven is simply like a, 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 you know, an a, a, a ultra-dimensional kind of you know, glimpse of things. It's not, it's, not, um, it's not the keys of the kingdom. It's not the kingdom. It's, it's, um, you, know, it's, it's uh, you know, where fallen angels are in what's called the second heaven. It's where um, hell is dictated from. So it is up, up there somewhere, and that's as far as they can get. But as far as the whole kit and caboodle and the entire will of God, they don't know it. So God could wipe them out in a second. You know, I mean, if God wants to roll the sky up like a, a scroll... And burn all the planets to the ground, which it says in his word that he will do, leaving only the New Jerusalem. uh, then he'll do it, and that'll be the end of them. So they think they're going to go up in a plane. Uh, you've seen the nuclear plane. Those are residences. They want to go and live in the in the in the low orbit and just fly around forever. You know, just live on planes and not on planets. And to me, I'm just thinking. You know, what a juicy target that would be, <laughs> you know, right? Oh, what can possibly go wrong on a nuclear plane <laughs> that never has to land, that you just build apartments in, you have know, condos? What can possibly go wrong? It reminds me of the Tom Cruise movie, the excellent movie, Oblivion, where they, live, they lived above the clouds and above the weather, you know what I mean, in their own little abode, and then they would get a call from this A.I. figure in space somewhere, floating in space. Very prescient movie, actually. It's amazing it even got produced. And then, they, did, you know, Cruise was, was, was a clone. And he'd get his orders to go police the, uh, you know, the, uh, to go fix drones when they crashed and stuff. And the drones were on the lookout for humans that had escaped the New World Order, the, the the living underground, you know, in the post-apocalyptic world. So these drones would be going after him, you know what I mean? And he'd fix the drones. And finally, he started real. He started having memories of his past clones, and he had a memory of New York City, and he had a memory of baseball, and he had a memory of this beautiful girl. And then she actually ends up showing up, you know. She had been in cryogenic, uh, you know, chamber in space somewhere, and she, she landed and. He brought her back to life and then his wife went crazy, (laughs) you know, because she's a program clone too, just like Lorraine West is a program clone. There, I said it. That doesn't mean you can't love a clone. I mean, you know, the clone finally found a lake and some old Led Zeppelin records and the girl of his dreams and tried to settle down. (laughs) You know, and he wasn't the original guy, but he was doing what the original guy would do. So it's kind of a sad tale, but uh, man, that's what sci-fi is all about. You know, I've I've seen the movie maybe five or six times. Something I watch all the time. I just I just really love it. And uh, you know, I I. Um, you know, I like that better than all the Mission Impossibles and all the everything else. I do I do like his performance in Eyes Wide Shut. And Eyes Wide Shut that's amazing that Stanley Kubrick did that. There's a documentary I've been watching about Kubrick. It's really wonderful and I forget the name of it. Um I have a book uh, a thing by Tashin. Tashin is the great art bookmaker, the last one left. And they run like, you know, they're they're collectibles. They run you know, a thousand of this or 500 of that, you know what I mean? And, you know, if you get in and buy one, it becomes a collector item. Well, they did one on The Shining, which is a whole book. It's got like volumes of stuff. It's got Kubrick's uh, shooting script with all his notes in it, you know, handwritten notes and also typed notes. You know, he's always typing and rewriting, you know, all the way through. So it's got that, it's got um, all the, the stills, all the uh, artist uh, design stills of, of the sets because there were several sets used. And just just everything, all kinds of, um, oh, it's got a bunch of Polaroids. It's unbelievable, you know, that you turn the page you see all these, because everyone did Polaroids on the set of you know movies, and so there's Polaroids everywhere, just amazing shots. And it's got all this other stuff. It's got a, you know, it's a big box, it's heavy. And they made 1,500 of them, and I did get one. And I'm just like, I, I need to put it somewhere where I can, like on a shelf. I have no shelves. I need to find, make some shelves. I don't know what I'll do with it. I might give it away to somebody. I don't know. You know, I don't even know why I, I, I got it. I got it just because, uh, well, what I considered it to me, what it meant to me was um, that I would tell some young man or some young woman who wanted to go into filmmaking, I'd say, don't bother with USC. Don't bother with NYU. Don't bother with any of this stuff. Here, take this Stanley Kubrick box and learn, right? That's the only film school you're ever going to need. Okay, this is, it's so comprehensive. And of course, watch the movies. But I mean, yeah, uh, here you go. Here's your film school. Look at that script. Study that script. Why did he make the notes he made? Why did he do what he did? Because that was the most gifted filmmaker you're ever going to see or you ever will see. And there's nobody today that can even, and even Tom Cruise admits that it, it, he was narrating this uh, documentary I was watching on Tubi. Tubi is the way of the future. Pay TV is coming back. I dump Netflix, Prime, Dish, all that. Just just give me a TV that's a, uh, that picks up free TV. That's it. And I have a, a Blu-ray player for anything that's, uh, you know, any, any, of, I had a Blu-ray of, uh, straw dogs, the, the, the paw uh, picture and, um, God, man, the, the, the directing and that's incredible. The photography is not, not great, but it's, um, you know, you're, you're dealing with old school here and, uh. Yeah, it was a criterion collection, you know, and it's, uh, it's as good as it can be reproduced. So, you know, I I prefer to watch things like that. And I just was amazed at how Peckinpah did handle the girl and nudity and stuff. I was really amazed with this sexual tension that he created with the girl going back home. And then this, this one scene where she's supposed to be with her her husband who's there doing some kind of writing you know but she's back in her old community and all the guys are gathering at the pub and you know obsessing on her and stuff and and then but she's also naughty she's playing into it and there's this one scene where she just like is 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 you know basically naked you know at least from the waist up flashing her tits and um just standing in front of the window right in front of them where they're all getting a good eyeful you know seductively you know behind her husband's back creating that tension and then and then she moves on beyond the window she's like passing the window and it was just a very the the thing that that got me was how honest a shot that was how it was not exploitative at all it was a still camera it was just basically telling the story and you know it's I, you know this kind of thing um it it uh you know it's almost like are we putting the blame on the girl for the big you know shootout that ends up happening and the big confrontation that finally get bust loose and it's like well, you know she's part of the blame and then then there's a rape scene where she gets raped by her old boyfriend, but she wants it she says no yes no yes yes no no yes, perfectly done, amazingly done and then the next thing is. But his friend didn't get any. And his friend is standing there staring at them on the sofa. And his buddy just got, uh, you know, his nookie. So he goes, so he goes, you know, come over here. And, uh, you know, and then he, then he sodomizes her, his buddy. So he gets first dibs on that. <laughs> I know that's sick. But it's so true. That's what I loved about Peckinpah. He was just, you know, he did the wild bunch, you know. It was so, you know, not pulling any punches, just so direct. And I know that that's uh, something that we, at Crazed House, aspire to do. And you know, if I ever direct anything again, I don't know if I'm up to it because it's a, it's a, it's a monumental, Herculean task. But if I am, it's gonna, it's gonna be drama. It's gonna be direct. It's gonna be, you know, maybe a story about aliens. It doesn't really matter. It's gonna be that interaction between those characters. It's got to be brutally honest. Because, see, what I take away from this Beckenbauer thing is I actually feel kind of a healing. It's like, yeah, that's the way people are. I'm not deluded. My eyes are open. Right? Ben's chiming in. You see, are you agreeing with me, Ben? Well, I know, you're wound up. What a good boy. He just sits, he waits for me to heal. He sits and he sends me healing vibes. Well, I got a long way to go. You know, I intend to run the marathon and so I've got to shed a few pounds and start jogging. <laughs> but right now my back is completely feels like someone cut me in half. I can't even walk. And that's because of what the hospital did. I'm seeing a chiropractor though. I'm getting help, you know, but it's 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 going to be a while for recovery. What's happening? Did you lose something? I'm looking for a, a ball or something. Okay. Well, so I I feel like I've gone a little bit adrift, but it all kind of fits in. You know, that's the way people act, okay? That that sort of faux rape scene that the girl was inviting and then when her friend was going at it, they were sharing the girl because there were no girls in that town. Uh, she she was like, no, yes, yes, no of that too. A not naughty. And then you wonder, well, how's that going to be now with her husband and her fighting it off? And then she finally makes the decision to back her husband. After and it, But see, things like that happen. No one ever talks about it. And Peckinpah just puts it right in your face. Even in the new remake... That they did um they it's it's just nowhere near as good, it just isn't directed that well, yeah, I mean it's fine, it looks fine, it's entertaining, whatever, but it just it's got more you know probably more interesting with more people and more people that would oppose this guy this guy was a he was a writer and he was from Hollywood or something, and they made it um, you know, and and the girl was uh you know, but peck and paw didn't didn't mince words there he just put that all out there he was just one of these bold guys you know just like he did just no bullshit with him he's just gonna put it in your face and um you know i i'm being a, a a fan of cinema which i don't get you know watching netflix i mean i don't mind tv you know netflix is just tv their movies on netflix are like tv movie of the week. You know, <laughs> right? It's like the NBC movie of the week from, from the days of old. I mean, and they're not bad. You know what I mean? The, the the directors and the storytellers who are doing those movies aren't going anywhere. They're fooling themselves if they think they're going to become famous off that. I, no way. I've I've yet to see... There's maybe two out of a thousand that are actually breakthrough where somebody actually could make a... You know what I mean? It's a stepping stone. But now the theaters are dead. The one here is is being... Uh, Sold to somebody else. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm. I don't feel comfortable in a theater at this point. I don't. I don't. I've kind of gotten to the point where I really don't care anymore. I don't really watch movies anymore. It's just. It's. It's just gotten to the point where you know. I. I start watching. I just don't care. And uh, I thought, well, maybe I'll put a, a screen in my house and have it descend from the ceiling and have a projector. You know what I mean? A laser projector, and see if we can get. Some excitement that way, and I thought, now the past is gone. That magic of the theater, and, and when I had a big screen like that, you know, movie screen, all project- oh, that's gone too. You know, that's that's, you know, the laser disc era I went through. You know, when I thought, hey, we can have movies in our homes. You know, and this is, I really got into it, but that's gone. The big screen is for me is um, if we have a festival or something, I love to go. You know, and I'd love to see our films with other people and stuff. You know, and share it in that way. But just this random going to the theater, you know, for no reason because of the hype in the, you know, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's hard to explain what I mean. It's, I'm not complaining really. It, it changed. Okay, the best way to put it, so that we're not pointing a finger of blame here, it changed. I, uh, you know. And uh, nostalgia has become very important. You know, classic movies and on, on, on Blu-ray, if that's all we get, then that's very important. I, I, but I don't feel like putting those on a big screen unless I actually have a 35-millimeter print. And that 35-millimeter print, they are available out there. But are, they're scratched to death. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like even a sixteen millimeter projector on a little thing would be more preferable to a Blu-ray in a sense. In a sense, hearing that projector and the you know, seeing that 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 you know the photography of say Straw Dogs or something, it was just really raw. You know, back in those days, we had Cinema Verite, where you know John Cassavetes would run around with a camera, just trying to capture. You know, you know he was one of the first kind of like reality type directors. And then there was the French New Wave, and uh, you know that was interesting, very intellectual. And um, and then there's the Americans, which is you know visceral, and just basically there to, to give you a thrill. And I'm i just sick and tired of being manipulated. I don't need a thrill. I'd rather see uh, you know a five hundred thousand dollar movie about a relationship between two people, even if they're just talking in the in the at, at dinner. <laughs> My dinner with Andre, or something, you know. It, it just, uh, you, you know, because it, it 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 will probably be real and reveal things that are real, and and that's what I need as a human being. I don't need. Um, well, it's not that interesting. On a, on a you know, I have a, what people may call a big screen, but it's the, you know, it's sixty-five inch TV. It's only as good as the resolution, and you know it's it's not it's digital it's it's okay you know it's it doesn't but you know I don't find myself on the edge of my seat where I should be in the theater now they project in four k i don't find myself on the edge of my seat there either in a projected four k so i'm i'm there is no solution we're we're kind of at the end of civilization is what i'm saying you know those Art forms are kind of gone. I agree with the with the Netflix and all that, you know, telling a story that people need stories, but the kind of stories that they're that you're getting are not the kind of stories that will sustain your life. Not the kind of stories where you're going to go out, you know, to dinner and you know, you know, talk about the movie endlessly that night because you're trying to work something out in your own life and the movie triggered something in you and, and you know, you know, that's what they were for. That's what movies were like back in the day. Now. Earlier than that, they were during the time really hard times. There's a lot of musicals, and even those had some incisive, you know, things. But again, the, the cover-up was always on. You know, a lot of the participants were already traumatized, and when they when they started acting up, the actors they got thrown into mental hospitals. Nothing changes. It's the same for me as them. It's the same as it always was. There is there is no difference between now and 1967 same people, same people in charge, same people, same murderous CIA, same awful military, same terrible government, same ter- <laughs> you know misrepresentation of people. Nothing changes. So the only reason that we 're having all hands on deck right now is to try to prepare people for this. This situation, and the only thing that can do it is courage, and and that courage is spiritual courage. You know, it comes from the spirit rather. You know, there's false. You can well, I'll drink vodka, I guess, that will give you momentary courage, but it, you know, it's silly, stupid courage, but it won't really be the kind of thing where you're you know you're looking right down the. Uh, you know, there's a t- there's a time of death. And there's a time for people to die, you know? And when people die, it's like, well, where was the big deal? They slipped away and they're gone. And now it's years later, it was over. And that pain is over and it's, it's over now. In the case of my daughter, she jumped off that cliff. And the minute she hit the ground, it was over. And it's been years now, and it's over. And, um, you know, there, there was people online that are saying, don't blame other people. Like, don't, be, don't blame, don't be lame. Uh, the only people that would put something like that up are abusers themselves. There's plenty of blame to go around. When a victim of trauma does not blame their abuser, they kill themselves, Understand? They have to blame. If it wasn't their fault, it wasn't their fault. If they think it's their fault, then what's happening is they're not putting the blame where it belongs. To tell people to be peaceful and don't blame anyone is just total bullshit, total lie, total Luciferian bullshit, total doublespeak. There's plenty of blame. If, you're, if you didn't abuse yourself and you were abused and you're surviving, you need to call it out. Yes, you know, um, they abused me. Yes, they, they, they gaslit me and, and, and tried to exterminate me. Yes, I took the blame on myself. It was all my fault. Then later, no, I realized it wasn't my fault, but because I took the fault on, I've been crippled ever since and not able to function in the world at all. But now that we've identified the abusers and gotten the truth out, I'm able to walk again. Isn't that nice? Had I not been honest and had the courage to face the truth, I would just be a victim forever and ever. I would die a bad death. Well, the material today is kind of heavy, Trish. And if I died a bad (laughs) death, if I died a bad death, there he goes. He's getting his rope. He can't figure out what to get. He's getting something. If I died a bad death, uh, uh, I, w- I would certainly not want to go do this again, to die a good one. I'd like to think of myself as dying, affirming the Lord, praising God, looking forward to being with Him. You know, And yes, you can use another pronoun, it. Creator, not male or female. So whatever you want to do, doesn't really matter. Same thing, the creator, the one who created you. I would like to finally cut the crap and say, you know what, it's really all about you. And um, that's what I'm hoping for us all. I, I, I don't want to see, you know, you see people, you know, ignorant people, they're begging, you know, please don't, please, ah, uh, just cut my arm off, oh, my leg's gone, and I'm going to feed it to the sharks. You know, I mean, there's that kind of cruelty you know, happen in Maui. You know, stay in your cars. But the fire's coming. And now my car and me are blown up because of you. And you just got promoted. <laughs> Why didn't you just defy that guy? You think he would have shot you? So what? People get scared. You know, when people, they broke it into or someone you know sticks people up with a gun, people tend to become submissive and just do what they're told. And... They're going to be killed anyway. They might as well try something. But we don't, as human beings, we don't do that. We, we go into, you know, kind of a, it's almost like an instinct. We go into this mode of, okay, kill me. That's what happened to, you know, Jim Jones. That's, you know, that, and that's what's going to happen to them. You know, when it's time to drink the Kool-Aid, it's time to cover up everything that happened. They'll, they'll have no choice but to drink that Kool-Aid and die because they don't call the shots. They signed on to something and they agreed to be foot soldiers, like Antifa. They get paid to go out and burn stuff down for on behalf of the billionaire class. We don't really care. We let them burn everything down. We don't ever say anything about it. Oh, a few people do, but they're considered fringe. The news media doesn't comment on it. They said that those demonstrations were peaceful. And J6 was violent. It's okay to put him in jail and torture him to death. It's okay with us. And that's why I can say with great confidence, the people that work at CNN, MSNBC, and all the news agencies, their reckoning day is coming. And the suffering they're going to do, you wouldn't want on your worst enemy. And, you know, it's it's not going to be because of you or me or anybody that gets mad at them or has had to put up with their lies. It's going to come internally in terms of wiping out the evidence for the big guys. Yes, the cleanup crew. And that's what's going to happen to the media. Oh, they don't think it'll ever happen. They think they're going to be, you know, in the lap of luxury and they're going to be paid for their service of lying and they sold out all the people and, you know, got them all killed and now they're living in Maui, you know, just, just without a care in the world. That's never going to happen, folks. If you see those ads on Facebook or on Twitter from travel agencies, you know, promoting Maui, get up in their grill. Seriously. Tell them that's completely inappropriate. It's a time of mourning. And if you want to help, then send in a donation or go there. Go there yourself and start helping. But don't go there as a tourist. You you know, the the amount of pain you're going to bring on yourself if you go there as a tourist, the amount of, you know, blowback, karmic pain, reap what you sow, whatever you want to call it, it's going to ruin your life. You go there as a tourist right now, your life will be ruined, guaranteed. Consider that a prophetic statement. Your life, I don't know how, where, where it comes from, but your life will be ruined if you go there and you dine on the misery of others, you're going down whether it's your kids committing suicide, who knows what it'll be. Bankruptcy, cancer, you're going down. And I wish they could hear this because people that fear the Lord would say, well, then I'm not going to go. Well, go and help. Go to, you know, go go to Canada and help. The fire's there. When the fires come here, please help us here. But the idea of vacationing in these spots, when you're federal government and other agencies are participating in in it and the cover-up and then you participate in you know basking in the sun and asking these poor people to help you you know be your servant you're you're the worst person in the world in the eyes of god you're a blight you know you should you're like esau you should have never been you know you should have been aborted you're a non-human being you're a compassionless even the compassion of you is cruelty as the bible says and you know if you if you're that far gone why are you sustained why are you here why are you on earth what's the point because you're not god People are not here to serve you, so what's the point? And, you know, the the people just go, they don't know what the point is. They don't know why they're here. They don't know why they breathe. They just say, well, this is a pleasure dome, and I'm just going to go get pleasure, and, you know, and I've got money, I can buy people, and they're going to serve me, and I'm going to just have my pleasure and my fun. Uh, at the expense of, you know, the uh, the murders in Maui. I'm going to build my fun house on top of their tears. So I can't believe these travel agencies are putting these ads out. to Come to South Maui. You've got tickets. So South Maui is open for business. Do not go to... One of the big problems is South Maui. You mean by South Maui, you mean Kihei and... Wailea and Makina and all that, oh, that's, that's you know, yeah, right. Well, that's not the place to be right now. You mean hanging out the Four Seasons for five grand a night in your own little suite and having all these people sort of bow down to you as, as your servant? I don't think so. I think those days have to be over. I, I wouldn't even let Americans in into Maui if that, if, if it were me, I would cut it off from all the Japanese, all the Americans, everybody that's, basically been a blight on that island, wherever they're from. And plus, I'd ban the billionaires immediately, confiscate their property, you know, and then, and then return these properties and these, you know, monies from these properties back to the people and uh, and and really secede from this ugly, stupid, evil, awful, terrible America, which is really an extension of Klaus Schwab's ego. And, uh, you know, and then let them work out their own lives and what they want to do, if they want tourists or not. It's really not up to me. It's really not my thing. Why do we even have Hawaii as a state anyway? What's the point? A playground for the rich? Why? That's one reason I decided never to go there again, because I was convicted. I felt guilty. I sure did. Didn't we? We felt guilty. People couldn't afford, who would wait on you, couldn't afford to uh, even get a meal downtown Lahaina. What kind of thing is that? You know, they're going to have their own. There's no area, you know, other kind of alternative. I guess they can go through a fast food line. But uh, no, it's, it's got to stop. It's, it's just, you know, this, this whole idea of, you know, I guess what the idea was to colonize them as a Christian nation in a, and bring in Jesus. I think bringing in Jesus is the biggest problem we've ever had. You don't bring in Jesus with a sword. You, anyone who does that cancels out Jesus and makes, makes the whole thing into you know warfare. I don't know. Should I go back in time and lecture them? I mean, what, you think they'll actually listen? No, they'll send the Spanish galleons and then they'll go conquer the, the south of America and then they'll force everyone to speak their language and everyone to worship Jesus. And in the end, they're all going to hate Jesus. They're going to be more pagan than ever. I guess that's the point. I guess that's the whole the whole point. Then it turns out they're the satanists. The conquerors are the satanists. So the only way you can win. The only way. The only way to win is understand you won. In Christ. God sees Christ, not, you know, your fallen condition. And I know you got good things in you. We all have good things in us, but it's occluded, you know, by the dark side of the moon. It's occluded by the evil side, by what, what, the, what people, some people call the shadow side. They embrace your shadow. No, I don't embrace my shadow. I embrace the light. Well, all light all the time is boring. I said, well, I'm not saying all light all the time. I'm saying that the light trumps the shadow, keeps the shadow in check. Do you like having naughty, lustful thoughts? Do you like having greedy thoughts? Do you like having vengeful thoughts, especially about getting even with people that you feel wronged you? Do you like uh, basking in all that darkness? Or would you want to be free? Yeah, I I have no idea what drives the little children in D.C., these little babies running around with their spoiled brat attitudes and throwing their weight around and playing gotcha all day in Hollywood and, you know, gossiping their way into this and that and canceling people. And I, I, I don't even know what's gotten into you know, it's it's just like all these lives are useless. It's 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 you know, I guess a nuclear war would clean it up. Get rid of a lot of these people would be probably what God will do. You know what I mean? What you know, right? When they they fail to germinate, it's like the the seed, you know, germinates, a little reed pops out of the ground and it starts becoming whatever it's going to become a lot of these never germinated the seed never it never popped out of the ground they never blossomed they told themselves that they blossomed in satan in the collective in the hive mind they're blossoming but there's no evidence of it on the ground no there's it's not just bad fruit it's no fruit no fruits worse than bad fruit it's no fruit nothing ever grew and, um, when they blossom, they, they're dead. you know that's, it's in their mind. They have this idea that, well, you blossom and you get superpowers. Uh, uh, superpowers from Satan conditional upon you doing bad to other people so that you can keep uh, that good luck coming in. <laughs> You've got to do bad things to other people. And then, of course, you sear your conscience and you become evil, and then you become when you're evil, you're useless. You know that, you're useless. You're just, uh, you know, and the next step after that becoming useless is to become an NPC character, and then after that you're just a blank. He's, you know, you're the nowhere man. You're the nothing guy. You're the, you're the um, the empty suit. You know, the, uh, you know, just someone to fill in the background of a crowd scene. You know, just one face in the crowd, insignificant, babbling about nothing. With no, with no actual purpose. Just taking up time and space, oxygen, and uh, you know, for for the self-aggrandizement uh, purpose, of personal pleasure and material gain, at the expense of every other human being on earth. It's not a material thing, it's a spiritual thing. A person that doesn't know himself, herself, know what the, the... the the. I mean, when you see somebody in the road about to get run, a little child about to get run over by a car, you fling yourself into that situation to get that child to the other side of the road, and maybe you don't make it, and you, you pay the price, but you save the child. That's human. That's, 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 that's God right there. So to the extent that we drift away from that sort of thing and we just stand and watch the child get run over is the extent that we fall far, far away from the truth, from God, from any reason. And then comes the reapers. They then want to clean it up and get rid of us. That's what happens when you atrophy too much, you become useless, and then, of course, God cuts those branches down, He allows them to be exterminated, because they're not going to bear fruit. So that's about it for today I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get through this, you know. I mean, I accept what happened to Maui. Don't get me wrong. And I'm trying to take you know, a stance of, of I'm just so angry at these, uh, I mean, I know what it's like over there, this idea that all these people, these Epstein Island people are going to buy houses. There's been some people on Maui who figured out that connection between Epstein and the Maui uh, billionaires. He sure has. Or she, should it's out there in video, you can find it easily enough. It's one hell of a life, isn't it? But when you look at it, like, there's a purpose to all of our lives. And then you follow that purpose, then, not, then you have that at least that sense of fulfillment. At least you've got, then you know you're not alone. Then you know you've really got, you know, when we fall away from that, usually through fear, then things happen to us. We lose that humanity. We lose that compassion. We lose the sensitivity. We we close off because we don't get hurt again. That's the damnedest thing. It's easy to understand if you look at it from the standpoint of you're here to serve God and him only will you serve. If you've got that and you understand, well, that's the purpose. God made us for himself. And you get that, then... I don't think there should be depression in your life. I mean, I, I don't think so. Because that should be a call to arms right there. Anyway, happy birthday, Francesca. August 21st, 1990, you were born. And uh, they were going to do a C-section, but you came out normally when you were a big baby. And uh, you, were, you were a precious reflection Of the culture that, uh, the unfortunate culture that you were born into. And I'm sorry that you had to see all that. Maybe one more time with this song. I played it a whole bunch lately, I've been thinking about her. But this goes out to everybody that's been, that doesn't want to, uh, give in to self-destruction but because it's tied to sex they look for it and then they want it but they don't want it but then they do want it but then they don't want it Bad